0: Hey good morning. Time we got 7, 7.30. It's probably about 7.30 folks. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Speaking this morning right there at the Statler. So I'd like to come to you, bring a little morning drive, a little morning rhythm, a little morning. It's a cup of inspiration. That's Dr. Elko, right? I'm just out giving me a little walk in this morning. This guy behind me singing. You may not be able to hear me. Roosh, how you doing this morning? Coach Burt, everybody needs a coach. A good coach can change everything for you. Thank you, Tracy. Lisa, good morning to you. Good morning to all the people that jump in there with us. Gabriel, good morning. never know what you see folks when you get out in these cities dwight die i'm going to do person of interest this morning and i'm going to break down a little bit about how do you find that which makes you unique because it's really to be a person of interest you got to find it you got to put it into something other people can absorb you got to market it and promote it and then you got to monetize it which is what we're going to talk about this morning monetization is the exchange of money for value It's exchange of money for value profit is excess cash at the end of every month more mama excess cash at the end of every month after you paid all your expenses and yourself but profit really starts with conversion and i'm going to call it from interest to action See, lots of people may be interested in your product or service today, but until you convert those people into an action, you got got to take interest, folks, and you got to convert it. And the conversion over, over long cycles of time with enough people produces profit. Profit is leftover cash. Blake Weaver, at the end of every month, after you paid yourself, after you paid your bills, after you paid your taxes, that you can then reinvest in something in the future. Okay. Trying to get away from that guy down there yelling, every, yelling at everybody. So profit is excess cash at the end of every month after you paid yourself, after you paid your taxes, after you paid everything. See, I'm doing purpose to profit uh, next Thursday and Friday, May 25th and 26th. How do you find a purpose or how do you have your purpose find you? How do you take that purpose to the market? By packaging it, Tracy. How do you generate interest. Mario, and how do you convert that interest into money? Now if you do this with one person and there's profit left over, there could be profit there, but what if you did it with thousands of people? Which brings me back to you don't need more money, you need more people. But this is a big struggle for a lot of people. Most small businesses in the United States will never generate more than $47,000 a profit. And at 47,000 bucks, man, you can't live. There's no room to reinvest, there's no excess cash. There's no cushion, there's no nothing. So it all goes back, Katie, to generating more interest by generating more people, by converting those people into something they can purchase where there's an exchange of money, which is just energy. Okay, so so, think of it this way. I'm gonna get real clear on my purpose. I'm gonna talk about this in purpose to profit. What am I supposed to be doing? See, I know I'm supposed to be taking concepts, packaging those concepts, codifying those concepts, deconstructing those concepts, and then delivering those concepts to other people. I know if it solves a problem for other people, some of those people want me to be their coach. I know if we go out and help those people move from A to B in their life and get profit, then they'll exchange money with us. It's that simple. And that's a straight line, Daniel Hodges, for my purpose of what I'm supposed to be doing, hopefully to profit. But there's no profit if there's no conversion. I see so many people talk to people every day. You're, you're having conversations with people. You're engaging with people. And you're have great you having great conversations, but it don't matter, Marcus, until you convert. And conversion is, I gotta ask you, man, what would stop you from moving forward if I could help you, if I could help you take your purpose and convert it into profit. So if you're missing anything in this formula, get across the street here, folks. If you're missing anything in this formula, Hadn't found your purpose. Most people are not clear in this. Packaging. Don't know how to package it into something people can absorb. Number three, uh, don't know how to market it, which is a big problem. Or number four, I just don't know how to make money with it. I think I know what it is, but I'm struggling to monetize it, and especially struggling to show any excess cash at the end of every month. If you're struggling with these things, I'm going to invite you, May 25, 26, to spend two days with me. And let's go purpose to profit. Let me break the formula down. A lot of people went through this. as the best clarity they've ever had. They got more structure. Chad Free, Kelly Eisler. Once, once we know all these clear things, man, now it's a matter of how do we how do we take this thing to the marketplace and market it like crazy. And that's what I've been doing for the last 15 years, man. It doesn't matter how good you are if nobody knows it. Tell Andrew, it doesn't matter how good you are if you can't monetize. It doesn't matter how good you are if you can't push this thing. All the way to the marketplace. So I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm here to do the million-dollar coaching getaway. I'm here to do SWAT for Nate Alford. I'm here doing tax uh, growth con for David Perez. I'd like to come speak to your group at some point, folks. Take, teach you how to teach you the formula I'm going to teach. Probably, I don't know, 150 to 300 people this morning. So let's have a great day. Let's make it a great day. Let's initiate. Let's connect. Let's locate problems. Let's offer compelling solutions, man. All right, you guys have a great day. Everybody needs a coach. Good morning. We were talking about you earlier. All positive. No, it was, all, it was, it was good. We were talking about high-eye high personalities on a disc profile. And she's the one that's real friendly in the gym in the morning. I'm the one that's real mean, like, not talk to anybody. Now, now so, so, so here's my point. Here's my point. When, when you are going these 7 to 15 touches, why, why do I constantly use that 7 to 15 touches, by the way? because I play the percentages and the percentages tell me it takes 7 to 15 touches 80% of the time to convert a prospect to a client the law of diffusion tells me that what what do you think the national average is in real estate mortgage two here's what I would tell you you ain't got a, you don't believe in you do not you, you really believe in you if you're only going to go two times and give up? How much conviction do you really have? See, I see people go one or two times and give up. Oh, they're not interested. No, you're not interested in your potential if you're only going to go two touches. Okay, now, let me give you a real-life example. This is why I wrote the book. This morning, I got an email from a complete stranger. Clayton Jennings. The title was Permission to Close Your File. This is the email I got on the break. Hello, Coach. I've been trying to get a hold of you for a few weeks now and was just wondering if you're even getting my emails. I know you're super busy, and that's why I'd like to check with you first before I close your file. As I haven't heard back from you, it tells me one of these two things. You're all set with custom software, or you're still interested but haven't been able to get back to us. If you're interested, let's move on to the next step. If you're not interested, let me know and I'll close your file. Okay, this is from a guy I've never met, I've never talked to, I've never had a conversation with. I have no idea what he's even selling. This is the email I got from him this morning. Do I have permission to close this file? So what, what coaching would I, would I give to Clayton here? See, he's a prospect for me because <laughs> I can help him. <laughs> here, here, here's my point. He hasn't even called me, number one. He doesn't even know who I am, number two. He don't even know what my problems are, number three. Right? Look at this look at this crap. What's the, what, what, like, like, like he don't even know anything about me. He's trying to sell me something that he don't even know if I even have a desire want or if I even have a problem. So he hasn't been able to get his, my attention. He didn't even put his phone number in here, in the email. So see, he's writing me off. Now, this is a huge mistake. He's writing me off as a potential prospect when he his methodology is all wrong. He's never got my attention. Is that the first step to sell another person something, getting their attention? Yes or no? He don't even have my attention. So now he's sending me a guilt. This is the worst thing you can do. Send a guilt email to another person. Like, shame them. He's shaming me on something I haven't even indicated any interest on. I don't even know what he's selling. So, so the first step should have been, hey, let's get coach's attention. Let me get his undivided attention. Let me initiate a conversation. Let me connect to him. Let me locate a problem. Let me push him to a compelling solution. See, so he's doing all this through email. And I don't even know who he is. Everybody see this mistake? Okay, so, so... This is a very important thing when you're following up with people. I I like to know, A, what are your because goals? Why are you trying to do this? Right? What's the number one thing I, I say when I get on the phone with you? Anybody remember? It's a very simple question, but man, it changes everything. What are you trying to do? See, when I get on the phone with a person, I set a frame. I say, now, man... Eric on my team told me you were serious about playing at the next level. On a scale of 1 to 10, how serious are you? And they say, oh, man, I'm an 8. Okay, great. I got a very important question for you. What are you trying to do? Because I can't help you until I know what you're trying to do. Everybody see that? A few years ago, I had a legal situation I had to deal with. And I called a judge because one of my friends is a judge. And I said, I need a great attorney in Nashville. Okay. And she gave me three names. She said, there are three people that I recommend that are stone cold killers. And I, and she said, call them and you interview them. So I called the first one. Okay. Within five minutes, he was ready to sue everybody. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, we're going to sue him right now. I'm like, well, let's slow down a minute. You see what I'm saying? You've been wronged. This is injustice. Right? I'm like, okay, let me, I'll get back to you. (laughs) Number two, listened a little bit. Here's what number three said. Where are you right now? I said, well, I'm, I'm in Brentwood, Tennessee. He said, do you have a little time? I said, yeah. And he said, don't go anywhere. He said, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And here's what he said to me. I can't give you proper legal counsel until I listened to what has actually happened and what you are trying to do. And he drove over to Brentwood from downtown Nashville, and he sat there with me for two hours, and we went through the whole thing, and he said, this would be my recommended course of action. I do think you have some grounds here. I do think you have a high probability you would win. And then he had a piece of paper, and he slid it across the table, and he said, for me to represent you, just need you to sign this document. And here's how we operate. $7,500 evergreen fee. So you put money in. He said, as I do work, it'll come down. Right? And I need the $7,500 and the signature to get started. Would you like, and he said this, would you like my help to solve this problem for you? He is still one of my main attorneys today. Everybody see that? Because he took the time to ask them simple questions. What are you trying to do? How can I help you? Move from A to B. See, your goal in life, when you're helping another person, is to move them from A to B. What are you trying to do? Well, why are you trying to do this? What would this? Ma- why would this matter to you? Because these reasons. See, I like because goals, because it's a big reason to do something. Okay? It's a big reason to do something. Okay? Because you had the revelation... You now have a conviction. Because you have a conviction, what is a conviction? Deep-seated belief in something. Okay? Deep-seated belief in something. So, so let me give an example. We train people all over the world. You can come virtually. And, I, and I'm good with people coming virtually, but it ain't nothing like being at this lodge. My sales team needs to have enough conviction to say, look, I know this is going to be inconvenient to you. I know you got to get on a plane. I know you got to drive in. I know you got to take a day. But this one thing could help you drastically increase your income. If you'll just slow down for a day to spend with him, this can help you. They got to have enough conviction to say that. Because here's what people say. Oh, my gosh. Gas prices have gone up. Cost more money to fly. It's going to be hard. I'm real busy. I'm real busy doing one deal a month. That's what I hear from mortgage people. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm like, how many deals are you doing? One. I'm like, oh well, okay. You're not that busy. Okay? It's all in her mind, yes or no? Yes. Too busy to go to the gym. I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy for this. I'm too no, you're too busy being fabulous. That's what you're too busy doing. Okay? You in your own little mind, you're fabulous, but the world don't think you're that fabulous. Okay, so 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 this is a deep conviction. Now, how many of you have gone the distance with a person, they actually got in the room or did the deal with you, then they thanked you for your follow-up afterward? And they're like, thank you for following up with me like this. This changed my whole life, right? I was with a woman a few weeks ago that got into a, a health nutrition business that the girl worked her as her best friend, and she worked her for two years to get in. She was waiting tables at a restaurant or managing a restaurant or something. And her friend, her best friend, stayed on her for two years. She said, oh, my gosh, you'd be so great at this business. Oh, my gosh, you'd be so good. And for two years, right? And that woman stood on stage a few weeks ago when I was in Phoenix. She's making $500,000 a month. And she said, if that woman right there on that front row, my best friend, had not followed up with me for two years and pushed me to do this, I wouldn't have the life that I have today. It's her persistence that changed my life. That's conviction. That's conviction. So so you gotta if you don't see, I watch how people follow up. One email is not a follow-up. One phone call is not a follow-up. One text message is not a follow-up. You're gonna follow up until you have what? A decision. A decision. And and whatever excuse, how many of y'all hear the same excuses over and over and over? Okay? So what you gotta do is you gotta you gotta be, remember me talking about biblical meditation earlier? I am locked and loaded. So when you give me an excuse or objection, I'm, lo- I'm ready for that. It's going to cost too much. It's going to take too long. It's going to be too hard. I'm too busy. See, I'm already ready for all those excuses because I've heard them all before. So as soon as you give it to me, I just come right back. Well, I can't come on that day. It's okay. I'm doing it virtually. You can watch it in your pajamas if you want to. Well, I can't come to this one. It's okay. I'm doing it again in June. Would you like to come to that one? See, I, I've listened to all the excuses, and I've, I'm ready for those. So when somebody gives me an excuse, then I don't listen to it. I'm like, okay. So let's get down to the core. What you're really telling me is this really not a priority to you. Is that what you're really telling me? On a scale of one to ten, why do I start the conversation with, on a scale of one to ten, how serious are you about this? This is a great question for you all to ask. On a scale of one to ten, how serious are you about getting your health back, getting your confidence back, getting your mojo back? I'm at a ten. Okay, then there shouldn't be anything that would prohibit you from moving forward with me. Right? And then when they start giving you the excuses, you take them right back to what they said. I heard you, you told me your because goals were to do this, this, and this, then I can't help you till you commit to this. Once you commit, I'm not going to let you fail. And I'm I'm okay, I'm not big on, I definitely don't make guarantees. I do say it's not uncommon for people to experience this kind of result with me. It's not uncommon, right? You give me 90 days and you show up every single day or at least three days a week, I'm going to show you some serious results. Will you commit to at least 90 days with me? See, what I'm, see where I'm going with this? So because of my conviction, I now am willing to take a lot of action. Okay? So typically for at least 2 hours a day, at least 2 hours a day I do nothing but follow up with people. At least. And it's everything from video text, voice text, videos. Right? It's anything I can do to get their attention. So so let me give an example. Let's say I call Wendy and she don't answer. I immediately send her a text message. Number one, I leave her a voicemail. I always leave voicemails. Some people tell you not. I do. You know what my text says? Wendy, I just left you an incredible voicemail. You got to listen to it. Then if I don't hear back from her, later on the day, I'll video. Hey, Wendy. Just coach, man. Sent you a great voicemail earlier today. Sent you a text message. I'm going to keep going until I have her attention. See, a lot of people call and they say, well, I didn't get them you leave a voicemail? Nope. Well, what else did you do to get their attention? Did you send them pitching? <laughs> did you f- follow up? Did you show up at their house? Did you, like, what did you do? Like, how hard did you really work? Here's what people say all day long, man. I hear salespeople say, okay, man, nobody answers the phone today. Nobody answers the phone today. How hard did you try to get their attention? How much conviction do you really have? So, why am I really following up? What's the real purpose of the follow up? Because I have a conviction that I can change your life. And, I'm, and, and, and now, if you have shown a demonstrated capacity to do something for people over and over and over, how much proof do you need? How much proof do you need? See, if, you, if you've shown that you can do it over and over and over, there's enough proof. Yes or no? Okay, then. So, so you got the proof, you got the confidence, you got the belief. So the purpose of the follow-up is really what? What's the purpose of the follow-up? To help you make a decision.